0: Two Designers Walk Into a Bar is a proud member of the Evergreen Podcasts Network.
1: For more information about our show or to discover more podcasts you'll enjoy, visit evergreenpodcasts.com. Hi, everyone. We're going to be taking a couple months off as we prepare for our upcoming season. Enjoy this episode nugget from our archives and visit our website for the full story.
0: You can also join us on Patreon for exclusive content not found in our regular podcast feed. Everyone, it's Elliot
1: and Todd. Welcome to Two Designers Walk Into a Bar, an ongoing conversation about pop culture and iconic design. So, Elliot, I was looking at Wikipedia.
0: As you often do. Yeah.
1: And I noticed an interesting event that happened this week back in
0: 1935. 1935. Hmm. Okay. That was between the wars, and so that was during the Depression and Prohibition.
1: All right. You're already overthinking it.
0: Ah. Uh, okay. I'm stumped. Hit me.
1: Okay. the USS Macon, one of the two largest helium-filled airships ever created, crashed into the Pacific Ocean off the coast of California
0: and sank. Wow. Okay, so why are you telling me this?
1: Don't you remember our episode on company icons? You discussed one of your favorites and now one of my favorites, the Goodyear Blimp.
0: Oh, yeah. Hmm. The drinks must have been plentiful that night. Uh, Let's go back and listen to some of that story. I'm interested all over again. Yeah, let's check it out. Yep, so I... Grew up near Akron, of course, where Goodyear's headquarters is, still is there now, and where there's always been a blimp ever since Goodyear started with the marketing idea of the blimp in the 20s. Yeah, sort of like right on the heels of the birth of aviation. Yep, I am among the things I wanted to be, I wanted to be a pilot, and when I was little, I was actually in a mentorship program when I was eight or nine, and uh, the gal who was a private pilot, she had like a... Uh, like a Cessna or a Piper or, you know, just one of these little planes. She Mm -hmm. actually, okay, for, for all the millennials out there, there was a time before the internet when if you wanted to correspond with someone, you either had to pick up the phone and actually call them or you had to write a letter. And I'm not sure which this woman did, but believe it or not, the blimp pilots got back to her And uh, said, yeah, you know, if you want to bring this kid and you want to come down and visit us, come on down and we'll take you up in the blimp. So it turned out it was too windy the day I was there. And um, Uh we're going to post some movies about this on our episode page because they explain, like, what the conditions are for getting a blimp up in the sky and that sort of thing. But it was too windy that day, unfortunately, to ride uh, the blimp. But I got to meet the pilots. I got to stand next to it. I'm sure my parents have a Polaroid of me. You know, somewhere at home with this, uh, I should ask. I should ask him to dig it up, and if I can find it, we can post it. Growing up in the '70s, growing up in the '80s, the blimp over the years has changed its look, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But the blimp to me was always gray, and then the fins on the back were uh, red and blue, red, white, and blue. Kind of goes back to our 1976 podcast. This was the time when the country was red, white, and blue, you know? Right, And and the blimp being a symbol of the U.S. and industry, American industry, was certainly no exception to that. And before we get more into this, one of the quirkiest things, and this is still even true today with the current blimp design, one of the things that I always loved about it is it always had just one wheel for the landing gear.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. That's so weird.
0: Yeah, because it's under the gondola, right? So, I mean, that's the only part that would touch the ground a big balloon with this little thing with people hanging under it. So all you need is one wheel. And obviously yeah. weight is an issue, but anybody is gonna know how to make a blimp tire. It's gonna be Goodyear Tire and Rubber Company, I would imagine. Not <laughs> yeah, sure, really. not sure what the street price is of a blimp tire. I'll have to go look that up. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Do you think it was actually a Goodyear tire? Or do you think they had to get uh, one from, you know, like Bridgestone?
0: <laughs> they had to go across town to get a Firestone tire? <laughs> get a Firestone tire. Yeah, exactly.
1: They're like, oh my gosh, we're fresh out of Blimp
0: tires today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Call it Vinny over at Firestone and get us a, right. a white wall Blimp tire. <laughs> so the name, right? Blimp is pretty quirky. Now I do remember yeah. this word. So on December 5th, 1915, during World War a uh, British commander... A.D. Cunningham of the Royal Navy was in France and he was inspecting a fleet of non-rigid airships. That's what they were called. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he tapped one of the balloons with his finger and he sort of heard this resonant sort of sound. You know, this blimp kind of uh-huh. flicking a giant balloon uh-huh. and and the name just stuck. So it was uh-huh. Total Onomatopoeia. And after really? that, people just started referring to it as a blimp. And also because blimp rolls off the tongue much better than Non-rigid, Non-rigid airship. airship. Yeah. Yeah, right, yeah right. right. So, okay, well, that's all fine and good. But how does Goodyear figure into this, right? So right. we've already talked about Goodyear. At the time, I believe it was the largest rubber company in the world. It may still be today. I don't remember off the top of my head. If not, it certainly is one of the largest rubber companies in the world. And they began building blimps for the military as the U.S. entered World War One.
1: But... Okay. So, hold on. Yes. So... Blimps are actually made of rubber. They're like rubber skins over a bunch of balloons.
0: A handful of balloons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty thick rubber and then it's painted. So you think about a blimp kind of being like a flat silver sort of color. Like that's a paint that is sprayed on there and applied to it and everything like that. I'm sure originally, in addition to like waterproofing and protection, it was camouflage you put it up in the sky it's fairly gray it's not going to be as noticeable right right so these blimps are being made Goodyear's cranking out these blimps but also around this time you got to keep in mind the Wright brothers wasn't that long ago it was about a decade and a half before World War One I mean it's astonishing to think about this right right? World War One is called the first modern war and uh, mm-hmm. it's the first war, certainly, where aviation played a part, right? So all these things are happening. And then, of course, the war ends. But all of these pilots, you know, it almost goes back to what we were talking about with street culture, when you had all these ex-military folks who came back after World War II, and they were still tinkerers, and they were right, working on right. their cars and all these sorts of things. Well, you had all these flyboys who came back. So what were they doing? They still wanted to fly a plane. You didn't really have commercial air traffic travel. Think about like Charles Lindbergh and all these sorts of folks, all these things that were happening in the 20s. Wing walking, barnstorming, all of this stuff that's happening. And Goodyear recognized this. They're looking around. They had made these blimps for the military and a guy named Mickey Whitman, who worked for Goodyear, saw marketing potential, as he should. (laughs) So the first Goodyear blimp, the Pilgrim, was launched in 1925. And I know you're probably thinking John Wayne named it. But that is not, in fact, the case. (laughs) The blimps were always named after the winners of the America's Cup yacht race. What? So that's where that came from. Yeah, it's crazy. So now, today, currently the blimps are called wingfoot like wingfoot 1 wingfoot 2 which
1: yeah like the the mercury symbol their their logos exactly
0: exactly and the blimps now are blimps really in name only Because beginning in 2014, um, Goodyear actually stopped making their own blimps, and they started working with the Zeppelin Company. So the blimps are a little bit bigger now. The gondola, rather than being centered underneath, is forced forward, and it's Mm -hmm. actually now semi-rigid. The blimps you see today that are blue and yellow and much more sort of sleek and contemporary looking, they're actually kind of like cheating the whole blimp idea. But mm-hmm. because Goodyear is known for the blimp, it's just, it's always going to be a blimp.
1: Thanks for listening. Don't forget to tell a friend, leave a review on your platform of choice, and subscribe so you don't miss a thing.
0: We're always here for you at Two twodesignerswalkintoabar.com.
1: Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: Two Designers Walk Into a Bar is a proud member of the Evergreen Podcasts Network.
1: For more information about our show or to discover more podcasts you'll enjoy, visit evergreenpodcasts.com.